You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 169, how to determine if you have toxic mold mycotoxins in your body. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about mycotoxins and how to figure out if they're in your body. So first of all, what is a mycotoxin? Uh, it's the it's what's produced from uh, uh, mold entering the body, whether it's inhaled, um, eaten, comes in through a wound. Um, those molds can produce mycotoxins, which obviously it's a toxin to your body, so it starts attacking the body just like any other disease would. And so how does, what's the first step to somebody recognizing whether or not they have mycotoxins in there? You would have to recognize the mold sickness symptoms. Okay. So, you know, we talk about it all the time, like, is it just allergies? Is this, you know, am I sick because of COVID? Am I sick because of the common flu or whatever. So you you would have to recognize that you have the sickness, meaning runny nose, watery eyes, uh, fatigue, um, irritability. Um, Which could be so many other it things. Could be, yeah. So it, how do you how do you how do you get from like it's you know people go on WebMD and they're like, man, I think I have fifty different diseases <laughs> with these symptoms. How do you start to get to the real root root of is this because of mold? Well, first and foremost, you obviously would have to go to your doctor, and um, you know that's that's a whole other podcast as to you know, what doctors and what they're supposed to do, but that's not my expertise. Um, but I guess what I mean by that's a whole other podcast is, is you, for the most part, if you're going to your GP, and I'm not saying they're not educated by any means, but they're probably not well-versed in mold sickness. You would have to get them to say, 
it could be, you know, mold exposure. And most of them probably wouldn't unless you push them, if that makes sense. They're probably just going to say, well, you, you know, there's the common flu going around. There's a the stomach virus going around. But this around. is why I think you have to be a difficult patient. I enjoy being a difficult patient. Yeah, because that's one thing to, I've learned. You need to be you. an advocate yeah. for your own for health. Your, yep. And you need to research the doctors. And I don't care how much you like them. If they do, A, if they don't believe in mold sickness, fire them. B, if they don't have any experience with dealing with patients who've had mold sickness, fire them. And C, if they can't explore with you the things you want to test and are saying, no, 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 you don't need that. You don't need that test. You don't fire them. You need a doctor who actually understands mold, believes that mold sickness is a real thing, has worked with patients before. And if they don't know what to test, they will send you to a specialist who will. Exactly. And I, I wouldn't expect your GP to, to, to know all this. So. You know, and I know you weren't saying that, like, don't fire your GP because they don't know about mold. But once you go to that specialist, exactly, don't don't waste your time or your money. And and I am saying fire your GP if you go to your GP and you say, and they I think mold. I have yeah, mold, I and your GP says to you, no, 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 it's just probably, it's allergy yeah. season, you're getting older. Mold's natural. Fire yeah. your, I don't care how much you like them, fire them. Yeah, yeah, if, uh, if you don't believe in mold sickness... Um, just, just Google it, and you'll see how many people actually suffer for it from it, not for it. Um, you know, one thing we mentioned—it's been several weeks ago. Uh, you know, a lot, we're 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 in a day and age where there are so many sicknesses out there. Some of them are very difficult to diagnose, and some are simple. Uh, and for me, mold exposure, mold sickness—if you get a mold specialist and mold specialist, as far as my side of mold specialty, the construction side of it, and you have a doctor that does the same thing, you can pretty easily tell if it's if it's mold sickness. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it's misdiagnosed, and the most common one that I see is Lyme's disease. Yeah. Mold sickness, uh, you know, and it, people can call it whatever they want to call it, but mold toxicity in your body is all the things are very simple are similar to Lyme's disease. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you differentiate the two? I, On the medical side, I have no idea. But I could tell you we can do blood work and urine testing and come into your home, do a visual inspection, run mold tests, whether meaning mold tests on the home itself. So you can do air testing, swab samples, whatever there. Once you could gather all that, I guarantee we can tell the difference between was it from a tick or is it mold in your home. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I kind of went through it quickly, but a lot of times, going back to the doctors, a lot of times it's just misdiagnosed. Correct. And isn't this also an issue of people need to document and journal their symptoms, where they're experiencing exactly. them, under what cert? Like, you've got to be able to go to any doctor, whether they believe in mold or not, with your documentation. Exactly. Yep. It's... You know, it's no different than, uh, you know, I had that medical procedure several weeks ago now or a month or so ago. I couldn't just go to the surgeon and say, well, you know, sometimes I hurt here, but I don't know. It's just, you know, sometimes I just don't feel well. They're going to look at you and laugh. And just like with the mold side, that doctor said, okay, we need to do this, this, and this. And then they got to the bottom of what was wrong. Like, okay, you have a gallbladder that's not working. But you can't go to the doctor and just say, I don't know, I just don't really feel well. Like, he's going to look at you like, so you want me to do the job that you should have been doing. Now, if you want to pay that doctor, 
what do they charge you? $300 for a 10-minute visit? If you want to pay them the kind of money, $2,000 an hour, to do all your legwork, have fun with that. But you do need that journal. Absolutely. And you need to be vigilant about documenting over a longer period of time, at least three months, maybe longer. But you need you need to be able to go to them with something right. that shows a history. Exactly. And it, it's no different than when, when I do a consultation, you know, and I haven't encountered this yet. I can't, I can't help you as my client if you can't give me information. If, if I ask you, well, what, what, what kind of symptoms are you experiencing? Well, I don't know. When did it start? Well, I don't know. Was there a moisture intrusion event? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I mean, exactly. I can only, I can only diagnose based on the information you're giving me. I can't do all the work. I can do the air testing. I can do the visual inspection. But if you're not giving me information about what you've experienced, I only have a limited amount of things that I can come up with a diagnosis. And the doctor is the same way. Correct. Very much the same way. And I'm not trying to compare myself to a doctor, but very similar. But information has to be given in order yes. for any specialist yeah. to decide what should be the next step. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't just go into the doctor and he says, well, what am I seeing you for? And you say, well, I, I think I got mold exposure and I have mycotoxins. And they're going to be like, well, who told you that? Well, this Steve guy that I listened to his podcast, they're going to think I'm an idiot if you don't have anything else to tell them. Well, and, and, and in the same note, if you go to a doctor and you say, I have brain fog, dizziness, um, I'm tired all the time, I have anxiety and depression that I've never had before, and I just moved into a home that we figured out had lots of mold in it, and we've been there for six months, and your doctor looks at you and goes, well, I think maybe you need to go see a different person, maybe get an antidepressant, and your doctor hasn't even mentioned doing blood or urine testing. Right. Fire that doctor. Exactly. Usually... From a patient's perspective, blood and urine testing should be one of the first things you do. Right. And if your doctor isn't even willing to do the baseline things right. to help you get a baseline on where your health is at this moment, that is problematic. Right. Yeah, and you're all you're doing is treating the symptoms. You're not getting down to the root cause. And you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like a surgeon just doesn't go in and remove a gallbladder. Correct. <laughs> they have to put everything together and say, okay, why are we doing this? And you know, if you go into your doctor and all they say is, well, here's 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 a pharmaceutical pill that you can take, it, it might it might make you feel better, but everybody else in the home that's sick, so you're going to put your whole family on antidepressants? Exactly. I mean, you need to get down to the bottom of what's causing it. Correct. And that's where, you know, that's where CNC Contractor Services, that's where we have branched out to an area where I don't know any of anybody and our listeners might know, but I don't know of any other company that does what we do. Correct. And it's because we don't just, you know, say we're just going to do mold mitigation or we're just going to run air testing and say, well, it looked fine. Well, we, every, every home, every client is always different. And we literally write the book based on that person. We don't just say, we're going to just do this. Like your doctor says, well, I'm just going to give you an antidepressant. Yeah, no. Because they're not doing you any good. No, they're not. And again, it's more like a CSI investigation than anything else. And it's got to be personalized to the dynamics that are going on in your situation. Right. Yeah, and I deal with clients. Um, you know, most of the clients I deal with, whether it's consultations, VPAs, um, 
people on site, they have had, you know, either blood work, urine work done for mycotoxin testing. They've had air testing done. They've had mitigation done and they still can't get to the bottom of it. And a lot of it is because, you know, our competitors, they just say, oh, well, the air tests look fine. Well, that's not how mold works. There, there's no pass or fail to those air tests. Um, you know, it's, it's no different than um, if you were to do uh, mycotoxin testing, you, they're going to come back just like all blood work with a range of what, you know, you should be. And if you're over that, they're going to, you know, it's a red flag. But there are things where you could be in the normal range, but maybe you're allergic to a certain mold type, which, you know, is going back to, we talked about peanuts before, you know, some people can eat peanuts till their mouth is sore. Other people can't even be around peanuts because they're so allergic. Correct. So what, 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 what could be deemed as normal isn't always normal. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's very, very true. So at the end of the day, um, determining if somebody has mycotoxins in their body really requires a comprehensive look at every place that they go, not just mm-hmm. home work, yep. um, what their habits are, what they're exposing themselves to and how often. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the journal comes in handy because just because you're experiencing mold sickness doesn't mean your, your home is where it is. Yep. It could be in the school you're going to, it could be at the workplace. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind. And, you know, going back to the blood work and urine testing, you know, there are labs and I, I'm not affiliated with any of them. I don't endorse any of them. I don't know if you need a recommendation. I know there are some labs that you can just call and get the test kits and it is expensive, but there are several labs we have right here in America that you can't use. And, you know, like the ones that I've dealt with as far as, you know, clients I've dealt with is LabCorp, Great Plains Lab, MyMichaelLab.com, and Sunrise Clinic. So for our listeners, there's, you know, go Google those. And some are urine tests, some are blood tests. And, you know, talk with your doctor. Obviously, you have to have a doctor involved on the medical side. And then, obviously, you need somebody involved on what I call our side, the blue-collar side, the home side of things, to get to the bottom of it. And really, what you need is a partnership between the two sides. Yes. You've got to have, and if you're the middle person, which you probably will be, but you've got to have a mold specialist who knows what they're doing, a doctor who knows what they're doing, and both those sides are testing in their arena of specialty and helping you put together all the information. Right. Yep. And it's, you know, uh, you're not going to, you know, your mold specialist and the, the, the doctor aren't always going to agree. Correct. And, you know, it's not who knows more, who's smarter, who's right, who's wrong. You do, like you said, have to work together and say, okay, you know, here's what Steve recommends or the mold specialist recommends. If your doctor's going to be like, well, I don't care what he thinks, then you're wasting your time and money with this mold specialist. And, you know, if, if, if you trust your doctor more, then go that route. Exactly. But, you know, if, if you just want the antidepressants to fix it, then you can go that route. You're, but you're not helping the rest of the occupants of your home. Correct. So you're exposing them to the same stuff you're exposed to. Exactly. And at the end of the day, you want to fix the problem at the root. Yep. Yeah. We want to figure out, you know, it, 
is it that you're allergic to a mold type and your home's fine? Or is there, you know, a bunch of mold in your home that's causing it? Correct. We want to get to the bottom of it. 100%. So what is your call to action for people? Uh, don't ignore if whatever symptoms you're having, don't poo-poo it away and go, well, you know, it's probably just the common cold or allergies. Make sure you recognize that you're sick, just like we talked about right at the beginning. And like you said, make sure you have a journal, write it down, put it in your notes app on your phone, do something to record all the stuff you're experiencing. Exactly. Well, you heard it from the expert. And if you want support and help in figuring out how to do this CSI investigation from a mold perspective, go to CNC Contractor Services because you've got a variety of consultations on there that they can opt in, sign up for, schedule, and get in and really figure out what for their specific situation do they need to start taking some action on. Yeah, and they can reach out to me. Um, We've said this before. If you reach out to us, either through the website or my email, make sure you monitor your junk folder because a lot of times, for some reason, that's where it ends up. But shoot us an email and I could tell you, you should do a VPA or we should do a consultation. I'll tell you which direction we should start with. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you go through every step. You know, we can skip a few and we can, you know, get to the bottom of what's going on. Absolutely. So learn more, cnccontractorservices.com. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.